hello, hello. Uh, we are here. It's been a few weeks. Yep, yep. <laughs> Sorry, we've been busy with life, uh, and it just is what it is. Um, but we got our last episode of season two. Here it is. Who knows if there'll be a season three? Probably not. Maybe so. I don't know. Uh, Time will tell. A year. Maybe a not. Hmm. <laughs> uh, don't be on the lookout for them, but stay subscribed <laughs> if you're subscribed. Because yeah. then, you know, if ever anything ever comes up, then, you know, it's there. Um, Ryan, you have any, uh, in the last month, eat any uh, new food contraptions for our last episode that the people need to hear about? Dude, absolutely. <clears throat> okay. So Taco Bell has done the unthinkable, and what they've done is come up with a flatbread taco, all right? And you know what they do? Oh. They throw potatoes, which they brought back, which they took out in 2020, right? Yeah. Right when we needed them oh, most. Oh, COVID, COVID, we, uh, potatoes don't exist uh, anymore. Ah, potatoes, ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so Taco Bell, shout out to Kipper, puts yeah, flatbread taco with their D-grade ground beef nacho cheese and potatoes and a dollar taco 280 calories on point and here's what's up if you add sour cream to them joints everything changes one of the greatest taco bell (laughs) texture menu items i've ever had in my life so y'all gotta get on that you just stumble upon this or did someone show you no dude it was like sent to me in an email by taco bell (laughs) and then taco bell yeah dude you know what it is (laughs) and then they just have uh, been advertising it uh, just at the stores. Like you can see, like, hey, new flatbread taco. Put it on yeah, the dollar yeah. value item. Menu. I haven't been in a while. I think that's. Whoa, have you been healthy one, or something? I no longer live with. No, no, no. Oh, that's okay, not true. Okay. Um, but I haven't lived with Kale Daniels in a while. Oh, Although, man. Although, Dean, he, he goes, if, he likes to go, but not as much as Kale. And also, I think, largely because this is my diet for the last uh, month. We did, like, a barbecue for the events I host in my apartment. Nice. We had a lot of leftover I know this is uh, going. burgers. Yep. And so, all I've eaten is burgers and hot dogs for, like, the last three weeks uh i feel disgusting <laughs> but i've saved money uh so i literally just earlier today had two cheeseburgers and uh two hot dogs a hot dog and a half i gave the other half to gus our dog uh, don't tell naveen he's not supposed to have it you gave a dog help it. to your dog dog wow dog. <laughs> yeah i gave a dog to my dog a hot dog to my dog dog you remember old uh, memes remember when exhibit was a meme from uh pimp my ride yeah and it was just what him talking about being a dog and then, like, endless clips of Exhibit's face. Just... Oh. That was a meme, dog. Like, memes have come so far from... That's true. From Exhibit, but... From Exhibit. Well, speaking of black influencers, Ryan... Correct. Uh, and uh, black resources and books, we are doing our final episode uh, of at least of our own content, mm. of just our top books and resources and pastors slash Christian persons mm. <laughs> on race. That way, it's just all out there. If you all, like... Oh man, we need more black and white church. Like the seven of you that are like, man, we really need that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, All seven. Now it's like you can go listen to someone else. Uh, shout out to Holly Carl. Actually, there's a lot of white women that are listening to this podcast. Hey, <laughs> shout out, shout out, white women. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but anyway, so we're just we're we're sending you off to go listen to people that are more intelligent, more articulate, been in the game longer. This was for our community, and now it's time for you to learn uh, from people who've been in other places, in other communities, in other times, in other places. So, yeah. All right, Ryan. Well, let, let's just dive on in. Let's talk about books. We'll kind of just popcorn style it, see how many we crank out, 
Um, my first book I'll recommend, we've already recommended like the color compromise and how to fight racism. So we don't need to recommend those. And even the cross and the lynching tree did a whole episode on it. We don't need to recommend those, but my first book okay. is the one that started my own journey. Okay. Uh, it's divided by faith by Michael Emerson. It's like the precursor to the color of compromise, uh, covers a lot of the same material, um, but takes a more theological view of how evangelical Protestantism uh, and some of our beliefs can lead to uh, being complicit in racism, basically. Um, so it's a really good book. It's different from Color and Compromise. Mm-hmm. It has some same material, but recommend it. What about you, Ryan? What's the first book you're going to recommend? Yeah, so this one is way lesser known. It's by a <clears throat> theologian at Fordham University. Her name is uh, Jeannie Hill Fletcher. Janine Hill Fletcher. And uh, she is from Fordham University and teaches the intersection of systematic theology and issues of diversity, including race, gender, and religious diversity. Uh, It's called The Sin of White Supremacy. I picked this up. um, I don't even know where. I don't even think it was on Amazon, but the title popped out to me. It says, Christianity, Racism, and Religious Diversity in America. And it was my introduction to how systems of um, Southern slaveholders who also wanted to dominate theology, particularly uh, Reformed Baptist theology, um, basically used the capital of owning slaves and the cotton empire of the of the South and propagated that and, and took that to create seminaries and uh, claim land and kick out indigenous peoples and uh, nice. yeah, all that stuff. The big, the big three, the holy trinity Dude. of uh, white Christianity in America. Exactly. And so this <laughs> is my first introduction to some of those same things that, uh, you know, Jamar Tisby will, will uh, yeah. thread throughout his book. But she does it in a very thick and academic way, and she does it as a white woman. Uh, so that was oh. really cool to see of like, oh, my gosh, she, she goes super hard. Uh, so that's a lesser-known book, um, but it's very helpful on how whiteness and America and Christianity and Christian nation and how seminaries uh, basically just Babyloned theology. Um, nice. It's a good, it's a good uh, introduction to that. Nice. Shout out, white women. Good job. Let's go. Um, the next one uh, I have, this is basically, if you read this book, it's like listening to this podcast. It's called Insider Outsider by Brian Loritz, um, where he basically details his experience as a black pastor in largely white evangelical circles. Um, very similar to a lot of stuff we talk about this podcast. So if you wanted a book format by a dude that's been in the game for a while, uh, there you go. What about for you, Ryan? What's next? I like it. Uh, so this isn't necessarily Christian, but it matters because uh, where people live and how people work and how people have money and how people build wealth matters for followers of Jesus because we want to live on earth. Nuh-uh. Only the gospel matters. <laughs> Man, tell that to <laughs> Kevin DeYoung and his review of... We are not recommending yeah. Kevin DeYoung. Okay. Uh. Uh, the Color of Law uh, by Richard Rothstein. Uh, so he's a professor at... Um, uh, where is it? Uh, University of California, Berkeley. Uh, and he basically just explains how, um, you know, segregation and Jim Crow and, uh, the GI bill and all those things we've referenced over multiple episodes, uh, kind of were intentionally designed at the local, the state, the federal, and the, um, I guess you could say international level, uh, in some ways to, uh, amass wealth in some places in cities and then uh kick people black and brown people out in other parts of cities and how hoods didn't start that way they were actually made and ghettos didn't start that way they were actually designed 
so he's really helpful with that because if you're going to seek the welfare of the city, you know, as the Jews were doing in exile and as Christians are just supposed to do until Jesus comes back, um, he's really helpful to understand the power dynamics at play uh, that got us to where we're at in America. Nice. Super well, helpful. I've read that book, uh, so I can affirm. Uh, it is not Christian, though. It's so, not. You know. It's not Christian. <laughs> helpful for Christians, but it's not Christian. Uh, no, only the Bible. Right. Um, okay, so the next book I would recommend is by a white dude uh, named David Swanson. It's called Rediscipling the White Church. Um, this book is kind of focusing on uh, our systems and structures in white church and how to make them uh, more inclusive and welcoming. Um, Swanson spent a lot of time in white churches and then moved to being basically the minority in a non-white church and so has has done a lot of a journey for his own work as a pastor in like actually looking at like, you know, look at like, you know, how we meet together on Sundays. How do we arrange Sunday school? How do we arrange church stuff? Um, and kind of showing how we have to redisciple the whole church, redisciple the whole structure, and really focus on our discipleship practices in order to like disciple out racism. You can't just like teach it out. You can't just acknowledge it out. You have to disciple it out. Um, so it's a pretty good book. <laughs> well, Colton, I thought I could just acknowledge that, like acknowledge <laughs> out my Taco Bell addiction. Can I just That's acknowledge true. it until it goes just away? Just say it. Yeah. Well, don't take any responsibility for it. Just acknowledge it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, what's next, Ryan? What's your next book? So it's another uh, book. So the first one was for Christians, uh, by the way. Uh, the last one I said, Color Law, isn't necessarily for that. And this third one also isn't necessarily for that. Um, wow. I know. But you should read it. Uh, those of you guys who've watched the documentary The 13th, Michelle Alexander wrote the book I'm about to suggest, and it's called The New Jim Crow. She was uh, kind of slapped on the wrist when she first wrote it, uh, drafted it in 2010, published in 2011, and people didn't really want to believe her. But it's talking about mass incarceration in the age of colorblindness. In fact, Forbes magazine says on the back of this, devastating. Wow. <laughs> That's how important this is. Thank you, Forbes. Forbes was the one that I referenced like episode one or two that said uh, Mesa is was voted the most conservative city in America. We did it. And Seattle was the third most liberal. So we did it. Forbes. Devastating. Yeah, devastating. Um, well, sweet. The next one I would throw out there. Um, I got a couple, but I'm just going to pick one of them. Um, it's Reading While Black uh, by Esau McCauley. Um, basically, it's a practice. Esau's whole point was like, I want to show black Christians that this is not a colonizer's religion, that the Bible is not for white supremacy and actually showing the beauty of it um, and how black Christians can find solace, comfort, uh, vision in the scriptures. Um, so he deals with a lot of the controversial stuff, some of the slave uh, holding passages in the New Testament and in the Old. And yeah, it was a good book uh, even for me just to read and to learn. Ryan, you got anything else? I got one honorable mention, um, but you got any other book recommendations? Uh, nope. All right. Well, my other, this isn't like anything you're going to necessarily learn, learn in the modern sense. Um, but go read an autobiography or a biography of MLK or Frederick Douglass. Uh, that is something you can do. It is more going to be narrative style, more story, less, uh, content. Um, but just so you guys all are aware of that, um, you should do that. All right, Ryan. Well, let's move over to podcast podcast. Um, I love, I'm a big pod guy. Yeah, dude. Um, so, <laughs> Listen to some potties. Love my, love my potties. Uh, that sounds like a bathroom thing, um, but not. Uh, so the first one, I was literally just listening to this today. 
It's called the Church Politics Podcast. It's by the Ann Campaign, which is run by Justin Gibney. Um, and his whole philosophy, he's a black man, his whole philosophy is to try to balance social justice and seeking progressive ideas of justice um, while also still having moral conviction and still being pro-life. So it's and. Uh, it's being for social justice and for life and for moral conviction. It, it's Instead of focusing on either or antagonism, it's it's trying to find the Christian way of looking at things rather than the Republican or Democrat. Makes sense. Uh, makes we sense. have to compromise. So it's dope. Yeah, yeah. I listen to that probably weekly. Uh, really, really good podcast. What about you, Ryan? What's uh, on your, first what's one. What's on your deck, dude? What the first one on my deck, dude, is the Black and White Church podcast with Colton Neal and Ron <laughs> Duchette. Obby, are you kidding me, dude? Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, but thanks for all uh, seven of you, maybe six now that are listening. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say uh, I want to throw up uh, the Disruptors with Esau McCauley. Uh, he hosts it, there we go. Um, and it's really fun to get his perspective. The dude just understands so much, and I really enjoy his voice. Like well, he studied under NT, uh, he studied under Tom Wright. No, he didn't. Uh, you for real? I think so. Dog, yeah, I love like a genius. figuring out who people that I like studied under because I always have hints. Because, uh, anyways, that's a whole other thing. Either way, disruptors with Esau McCauley, uh, particularly if you're an artist listening to this, uh, there is um, another artist named Show Baraka who kind of rolled with Humble Beast oh, yeah. up in the Northwest for a while, but he's a native of LA. And he kind of had his like awakening slash wrestling with where he wanted to be an artist and be totally blackety black, black, but also be in Christian spaces. <laughs> and he ended up just getting pulled from Lifeway for taking some creative risks. What? Uh, yeah, dude. No, no way. way. Anyways, uh, uh, that podcast Lifeway, is sweet. the only time I ever hear about them is when they pull someone for doing something. Lifeway. It's like they pulled Beth Moore from it. Yeah. Uh, they pulled King's Kaleidoscope because <laughs> one of their songs had the F word in it. Dude, remember when we thought pulled. how edgy that was, dude? We were like, wow. Dude, edge. it's so edgy. Now no one cares about swearing anymore yeah. in the U.S. You ever you noticed that in the last like five years? Yeah, we stopped People caring about really swearing. People don't really care as much anymore. I mean, we still care a little bit. Like, you don't want to be blatant with it. But, like, it used to be like, oh my gosh. Uh, anyway, sorry. Uh, <laughs> what were you, what were you saying about the disruptors? No, nah, yeah. Uh, I don't even, oh yeah. Okay. Disrupt. <laughs> I was just thinking about swearing then, uh, disruptors, yeah. man. It's just cool. Like literally you get back to back, like even Beth Moore makes that podcast. Like, oh and yeah. she goes hard, dude. So it, that's a really good one, both for how to think about, uh, you know, Christians in the intersection of culture and, and especially race realities. Um, but but the cool thing is, listen to that podcast with a black dude who is in Christian spaces, who is a professor at Wheaton, hosting it. Like, And he's a double pastor right now. He's a pastor, I think, in the Anglican Church yep. and a pastor in a Baptist congregation. He's kind of like filling in. Yeah, he's just— uh, So he, he's, really, he's really doing it. Dude's capacity it. is wild. So anyways, uh, Disruptors is great. I like that. What about yeah. you, Colton? What's All your right. next one? Uh, this one is just a church's podcast. Uh, our, our, our boy, Eric Mason at Epiphany Fellowship. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just, yeah, it's just church sermons. Uh, and Eric Mason's dope. He's kind of got, he's a little bit more of a prophet than a pastor. Uh, so just know you're going to be, uh, kind of smacked in the face half the time yep. <laughs> while listening. Yep. Uh, but it's good. So you should listen to that one. What's next for you, Ryan? <laughs> Dude, he, <laughs> he was talking about in the pandemic, how like people were, having relations and the way he said yeah. it from the stage it was so like 
It's not bad. It's just like no, no, no. Man, he said it. He's got a little Driscoll in him. I, I feel not like in like all the negative ways. Yeah, but like a little like he's got a little Driscoll stage vibe in him. But it's like man, but it's good. They need they need him. I'm sure. And and Philly just doing their thing. They need Eric to be Papa. Yeah. Anyways, uh, my next yeah. one is uh, behind the B words with propaganda. That's not the B is in female dog. No, 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 no. In, uh, it's like child a, of wedlock. Yes, child of wedlock. <laughs> one, yes, uh, with propaganda. There's a, there's a. I think it's a six or seven part episodes talking about uh, the history of policing in America, and that's. Oh yeah, re- that one's just called behind the police. Behind the police. That's what it is. Okay, the overall one is behind the bees. Yeah. But that segment is behind the police. With Jason Petty, mm-hmm. Propaganda, who we love, yeah. we've mentioned him all the time, and he responds to my DMs. Thanks, Prop. And he, it, it's so helpful totally listening. to understand. <laughs> I know, right? It's so helpful to understand how that was, um, how policing grew and evolved to maintain the separation of black and brown, and then later different types of lighter skinned people uh so go listen to that equip yourself historically yeah uh and just know like if you dabble into the other parts of that podcast robert evans is a little bit of a progressive radical <laughs> so just yeah. know that's where his perspective yeah you from. gotta uh, you gotta just put the put the filter on and just yeah take, just he's an interesting man mm-hmm. not a christian no uh but the one where he has propaganda on they talk about the police and that that's a good good uh, little chunk of series there yes um okay next one i have is kind of like a little another series uh it's from scene on radio it's called the scene white series uh and it kind of just details oh, uh whiteness in america yes uh scene this is kind of one of my is... first awakenings. yes yeah Whew. yeah so in the same way like behind the police is detailing the history of the police how it started what is built into the system what things probably need to be changed or abolished or reformed or whatever in the same way, it kind of gives a historical account of America and how we've dealt with race and whiteness. It's like a 17-episode series. Um, highly recommend it. Most people I've heard that listen to it, it's like it's really, really good stuff. Um, unless you deny that racism exists, then <laughs> you might not like it. Uh, but uh, if you do at least acknowledge it exists, you can at least get a really good historical account that shows you um, kind of where we came from. What's next on yours, Ryan? Um, okay, my, my last one I have is just uh, Pass the Mic with uh, Jamar Tisby and Tyler Burns. And um, it is definitely just good for a purely uh, black Christian perspective. Like, that's mm-hmm. the point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you want mm-hmm. to just get into a black space, hear black perspectives from a black space, thinking about black things, um, and you want to just kind of be adjacent to that or, like, dive into that, for me, it's a lot of the... A lot of the conversation, a lot of the emotion, a lot of the 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 code, it it I can I can pick up on it, and so it's refreshing in doses for me. Um, it really is yeah. to just kind of be like, okay, I know this space, I know this table, I know these situations. Even though the stories they share are different, there's a similarity and a common thread to being black in evangelical spaces, especially for both those two, Jamar and Tyler. They both kind of grew up and around middle class white spaces in the South but evangelical yeah. spaces. And I too, and here in Arizona have grown up in middle-class, uh, not evangelical space, but still religious space. Um, and yeah, so I would, I would yeah. say that. Sweet. And then I got a little trifecta to close us on the podcast. Okay, okay. Um, it's all from black women, Jude three project by Lisa Fields. It's a, a kind of an apologetics podcast for black Christians. Truth's table, 
um, is hosted by three black women, um, and they just bring on awesome guests. They've had Lecrae on to talk through things, but that's just, again, to, to listen to black women because we often listen to black men, um, but to, to really start listening and understanding and, and coming under even their discipleship and teaching. And then finally, Be the Bridge uh, with Latasha Morrison. It's a book and it's a podcast, um, and she does a lot of work in getting black and white people together around a dinner table and just working through things. Um, and so she kind of has this whole organization that's focused on just that. I got some friends that are in it um, in Louisville uh, that just go to dinner uh, with black people. They're white and they get to talk uh, through things and they just kind of try to be the bridge between the two races and help them understand one another and see one another. All right, right, let's close this out with just a couple pastors. Um, I'll again, start with, uh, my boy. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing this right. Cause I heard him on podcast. Uh, <laughs> but his name is Tabiti Anyabule. Yeah, baby. Uh, which uh, he's was a pastor in the Southern Baptist Convention, has now kind of left, and and he's still in the in the Christian world, hundred um, percent. But he's good. You'll you'll hear him on different podcasts or different things. He he's got a brilliant mind. He writes for the Gospel Coalition, so still very uh, reformed in a lot of ways. Um, and he's got some good stuff on the Gospel Coalition. We've kind of I put a lot of his articles um, in our show notes. What about you, Ryan? Who's your your first uh, pastor or influencer? <laughs> uh, pastor, you can go with Brian Loritz. We've already mentioned him, but he's just a really humble dude, uh, really familiar in the sp- same spaces. So I have a I have a liking towards him, uh, definitely. And uh, I don't know if this yeah. this will count, but Eugene Cho uh, was a pastor okay. for a long time. Yeah. But Eugene uh, is navigating the the Asian American um, uh, racial awakening that's happening this year along with trying to not take away from but actually just like i i would say platform both the reality of blackness in america and the complexity and and asianness in america and the complexity of that and trying (laughs) to deal with those things and i think he's being really generous but also really thoughtful uh so those are those are two guys i would say he's a seattle boy oh yeah he is huh (laughs) Dude, I forgot. Uh, speaking of another Seattle person, uh, nice. they were actually at the same church. The next person I'm going to bring up, Brenda Salter McNeil. Yay! Uh, she's a black pastor at Quest Church, which is where Eugene was at before he went to do nonprofit No way, stuff. she's there? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's where she's sick. at. So they, they were like, I don't know if they call them co-pastors, but they taught. Those are probably mm-hmm. the two main teachers of Quest mm-hmm. for a good good chunk. <gasps> oh, um, so, yeah. And what? that reminds me, Ashley Eland. She just took over for Mars Hill, uh, not Seattle, but... Not, um, not the Seattle one. Mars Hill, where uh, our boy Rob Bell, RIP Rob Bell, got <laughs> kicked out by evangelicals too fast in my mind. Uh, Rob Bell's old church, uh, another guy named AJ Sherrill took over four years after Rob Bell. Oh, yeah. AJ is sick. He's Anglican now. He he moved to South Carolina to take an Anglican That's pastorate dope. and be uh, closer to his family. That's just aging, uh, so he could help them out. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, he took on Ashley and um, her husband. And they are now co-pastors. He is a worship pastor, um, but Ashley is the primary oh. teaching and formation pastor at Mars Hill. I think she actually might be the there lead. Uh, and she is yeah. just, she's just a gift. And she'll respond to my DMs too. Yeah. So good. <laughs> she's a gift. You guys didn't know Ryan. Uh, Ryan sometimes gets on Twitter or Instagram and just uh, <laughs> sees someone says something. And he just responds. So like, so what do you guys do with like these biscuits? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What's up with this? Uh, <laughs> it's true. How do you feel about this pastor? And propaganda is like, uh, I don't feel comfortable speaking about other pastors. Pastors, and you're like, that that's fair. That's fair. Oh, so good. <laughs> uh, yeah, and Tyler Tyler uh, Burns just told me 
yeah, the auntie ain't yeah. going to share her biscuit recipe. And I was just like, yeah, bro, she's not. <laughs> That's it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Next one. Uh, another pastor, Charlie Dates. Uh, he is a pastor of uh, Progressive Bible Church. I think it's in Chicago. Um, another guy you can look up on YouTube or uh, podcasting world. He, he's one of the best preachers I've heard in a while. Yeah, dude. Um, Toots so good. For, Man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he's, the, he's the Judas Smith of the non-evangelical world <laughs> which that's not bro there's so many I other worlds of some judah even though paint world. by judah is uh, yeah. fifteen thousand yeah, dollars yeah yeah other than that other than that uh <laughs> what else ryan is there anyone else on your your list to, yeah to listen to or look up yeah i'll shoot off some influencers uh cole arthur riley does black liturgies online um on instagram she does them and they're just so beautiful because if you're if you're used to just grinding in spaces where you're typically minority these are really helpful for you uh, to just like in, you inhale a mm-hmm. phrase or a saying and then you exhale a phrase or a saying and it's supposed to be like a liturgical breathing exercise and then she does a little devotion to go with it. So good. Then obviously Lecrae, enough said. Lecrae. Jackie Hill Perry, <laughs> enough said. And then if you like a more condensed, less flashy Jack, Jackie Hill Perry, Preston Perry, <laughs> her husband. <laughs> Is also I don't know. He's got some flash. He's got some flash, but I can only take him in doses. I can take style. Jackie every day. Yeah. Uh, Preston. Yeah. Preston yeah. is a little more prophetic in some ways too. I guess you could say where I have to like yeah. be in the right mood to to. He's kind of confrontational. Very. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He like does like street confrontation, not in a bad way. It's just kind of like, hey, what do you believe? Yeah. He, he just talks. <laughs> yeah, that's just his guy, dude. He's he's that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, the last one for me. Um, cause we've kind of listed all these, I mean, obviously you have like the Esau McCauley, the Hodgson Morrison, other people we've listed, we've already said their names. So you can mm-hmm. check them out just to give any, whatever. Um, but the last one would probably be Derwin Gray. Yeah. Um, he's, he's really doing it. NFL player went to BYU actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has a, basically it's a multi-ethnic mega church, which is one of the few actually multi-ethnic. There's like a lot of like multi-ethnic churches in terms of their congregations, pretty diverse, but in terms of leadership, um, Derwin's church is pretty unique. Mm-hmm. Not a fan in some ways, just because you know I'm a house church guy. Uh, nice. <laughs> but if you're gonna do house mega church, church if you're gonna do mega church, if you're gonna do mega church, uh, transformation church, I'm pretty sure. Unless that's Mike Todd's, I I really hope I didn't mix those two up. Yeah, transformation church is <laughs> definitely Mike Todd's, my guy. I'm so sorry. Okay. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's they're both called transformation. I'll I'll put it in the show notes. I'll find what his church's name is. But Derwin Gray, mm-hmm. uh, he's on podcasts and he's got he's got some sermons and stuff that you yeah. can listen to. And, Der- um, and a book called Building a Multi Ethnic Church. Dude, Derwin, I think me and Trent, shout out to Trent, we're talking about this literally today, uh, in my white church, and we think he might have some anointing for that. Like he was able to go to BYU. He yeah. married a white wife. Yeah, he is is having successful yeah. like mixed kid athlete kids and is planting yeah. a planted a successful multi-ethnic church there, there might be some not confrontational there. like some of the other black pastors he listed right um but i think it's because he's anointed to be kind of a bridge he's, he's a bridge he's a bridge uh, for yeah a lot of white people happens um so yeah he, he's anointed for that for sure um all right well that that's all we got ryan are there any uh last words for this season uh before we we bow out um my last words for the season is thanks for listening <laughs> wow that's deep yeah honestly i mean thanks in some ways you just better schedule you know? vacation in your five-year plan colton that's true that's true you got a five-year plan 10-year prayer uh that's in a, <laughs> no that's not world. a real that's not a real <laughs> that phrase is, you just told that me that is 
no, that is. Oh, I've heard pastors Christians, say it. Five-year plan, ten-year prayer, baby. Oh, uh, oh man. Okay. One-year one purpose. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm done. But, yeah. Uh, well, thanks, everyone. Uh, sorry for the delay, but this is, uh, yeah, last episode of the season. Feel free, again, reach out to us on Instagram, over email, whatever. Uh, we might be off the grid for a while. Um, so, yeah, just hit us up if any questions come up or you want to dive deeper or you want us to connect you with anyone. All right. <laughs> I wasn't sure you were going to chime in there, right? Oh, my bad, Doug. But I think uh, that's, the, yeah. that's the best note to end on, honestly, with that. Uh, that just makes sense uh, for wrapping up this season. It does. I, I, felt, I felt good. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> all right. We will see you all later. See you on the gram. Bye.